Welcome to the amazing history of sports. Hello and welcome back to Tahos, the amazing history of sports podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the coldest game in NFL history, the Ice Bowl. And while you've probably heard of the Ice Bowl, probably don't know how many people died, probably don't know which players got frostbite, you probably don't know whose eyelids were frozen shut during the game. So that and more on today's episode. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to not Dawson's Creek, but instead the amazing history of sports. Uh, hopefully your third or fourth favorite podcast. Third according to Tommy, but who's counting? We might be moving up into second. Oh, second, hopefully. <laughs> well, my name is Don DeRoos. I'm sitting next to Tommy TC Gator Craig, and we are Tahoe's Podcast. Welcome listeners. Welcome. Good to, good to have you all here today. I got one question for everybody. How about them Cowboys? How about them, Tommy? Oh, my goodness. We're going to hear about this forever. Go, Cowboys. I, I'll give it to them. They, they won. Yeah. They, deserve, they deserve to go to the next uh, next game, and then they are going to get stomped. Yeah. You're so, crazy. Yeah, you know, right. they are going it's gonna to be basically get... a home game. It's going to be over 50% Cowboys fans there. It doesn't matter. They're yeah. not the it better team. Matter. It does matter. Either way, Saints are winning it all. I'm still sticking with my pick from earlier this year, so we're going to run. Well, that was both our pick from the beginning of the year, technically. Well, it's, you, yeah. You know, well yeah, so you're technically well, in order to... Well, you know, that was before things, the tides have turned. <laughs> before so you didn't... The tides have definitely turned. Before we, you didn't we, think we they were the even going to make the playoffs. Well, you know what? Go back and look at the episode. I said we're going to make it as a wild card, but I got that wrong. We made it as a division winner instead. Yeah. And home playoff win, but... Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see the disappointment on your face when they when they lose this week. But speaking of speaking of winners, Clemson stomped Alabama. Yeah, yeah, they did. Nobody was expecting that for sure. So, so let's let's hear it, Donnie. Oh well, you know, way to guess chalk and get it right. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody. Oh, uh, no, I don't think anybody out there expected it to be as much of a beating as as it was. I think everybody thought it was going to come down to the to the final drive and, and be a competitive one. But, you know, kudos to Dabo. Yeah, Dabo's awesome. I didn't even watch the end of the game. It was severely boring. Like, the last five minutes, I was just so disinterested. Yeah, watch out Watch out, college football. Trevor Lawrence is, is yeah. here for next two, at least two more years. He's so. a beast. Yeah, go check out bellyupsports.com. They got, some, they got some pretty funny shirts out right now that got Dabo Sweeney looking over uh, OU, who, OU, uh, Bama, and... Notre Dame, you forget Notre Dame was even in it. They didn't even show up. So, yeah, the, it's an afterthought at this point. Yeah, which is going to have people debating. You know, should they should it expand to eight games? You know, it was it wasn't that competitive in the first two two rounds. So why add another game in it when you can just give people what they want? Give yeah. give Alabama and Clemson a three game series every yeah. year. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'd be more <laughs> down for that. I mean, if you look back at all the CFP games, the college football playoff games so far, very few of them have been competitive. So, you know, it, that doesn't do do well to the uh, the argument that we want to expand it, right? I mean, you're just going to have more blowouts. You may have a good game here and there, but you have good you have good bowl games here and there. So you know, yeah, it's all it's all about just getting your name in the pot. 
yeah. getting get more more chances, more opportunities, right? But if you want to uh, get in there, don't lose. Yes. Don't lose. So if this is your first time listening, check out uh, check out our previous episodes. We talk about the history of the college football championship and where it all began uh, back in the 1800s. So take a listen to that. But uh, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the Ice Bowl, the coldest game ever played in NFL history. The coldest game by temperature, not by wind chill. But not by wind chill. Not by wind chill, but by temperature. The coldest game at 13, or excuse me, negative 13 degrees Fahrenheit. Yes, and that's, that's what it started at. Yeah. That's not what it ended at. Oh, yeah? What did it end negative at? Negative 22. Negative 22. Wow. So we'll get into that. I mean, this is going to be a cool episode because it's about one of my favorite teams as well as one of the teams I hate the most. You know, I hate Aaron Rodgers more than just about... I'm gonna look at this as a. I'm gonna look at this from the perspective of a sports fan and just say it's to one of the most storied historic franchises in the NFL, and it that was it really is. cool to really cool to research this and you know go and you know kind of I don't want to say reminisce, but you know do some research on some of these old guys like Tom Landry and Dan Reeves and their their time back when they were players and coaches that you know I I don't know too much about. So this stuff's always fun. Yeah, and while you will never be able to see the entire football game. The ice bowl, that is, we're talking about. Uh, And that is because CBS, Tommy, they recorded over the original taping of it. Didn't think it was going to be important. The NFL championship game wasn't going to be an important enough uh, reel to to keep around. You know, they probably kept, you know, something like Dawson's Creek or, uh, you know, a a sitcom or something at that time over. Dawson's Creek tonight, dude. It's like the third time you brought it up. (laughs) Oh, man. No, they thought I Love Lucy was more important, so they had to tape over it. Well, but I did read that it was custom to just record or reuse your old tapes back in the day. So, you know, it's the NFL championship game. Come on. Like, I. The NFL wasn't that big back then, you know. It was. It, it, it was gaining. It, it was at that time. It had. It was rated the top like primetime show or something for two years running. So well, it was hitting its stride at that point. Well, just the fact that the NFL didn't own all of their tapes is just, you know, bizarre, right? Yeah, the evolution, right? Now everything's digital. You can't. You can't erase something if you wanted to. No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Think about think about all those selfies out there. Oh, selfies, huh? <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into the game. It was played on December thirty first, nineteen sixty seven. This was going to be at the end of the nineteen sixty seven NFL season. Tommy, we had the Dallas storied Cowboys, aka greatness, playing the two time defending world champion Green Bay Packers at. Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. At Lambeau Field. And, you know, games like this are what add to the storied tradition of Lambeau Field and make it to, you know, a, a stadium they'll probably never tear down because of the, the history it has. Yeah, you're right about that. Now, you had Green Bay, who was led by, you know, star quarterback Bart Starr. You had Bart Starr. Bart Starr and uh, legendary coach Vince Lombardi. You Vince know. Lombardi. And, uh, who the trophy is named after. Who the, the, the world championship trophy nowadays is named after. Yeah, and if you don't know why, we cover it in one of our start episodes, or pro football episodes, I should say. But And the Dallas Cowboys were led by none other than the Hall of Famer, Tom Landry. 
Yeah, and at the uh, at the time they had what was called a doomsday defense. So you had this Green Bay team who was aging. Vince Lombardi was, uh, you know, in his final season of coaching. A lot of people worried about his health and if he was going to be able to uh, continue coaching. So the the Dallas Cowboys they were up on the uh, on the on the up and up. They were the rising team at this point. And having lost the year before, there were a lot of players on the team who you know, wanted to, to come back and get revenge. That they did. And you look at videos of this game, and Vince Lombardi looks like a very old man. I mean, there's, he would end up passing away shortly after this game, but he definitely looks very old in these tapes. And while they did record over the game, you can go back and, and watch some old clips, which is pretty cool. And, and they actually have them restored in color, which we were watching just a second ago. Yeah, and they have, uh, yeah, they basically just took individual cameras and restored them and kind of patched the footage together, which is really cool. And so while Green Bay would end up winning this game, nonetheless, that's not the main thing that we're going to focus on. We're not going to focus on the result of the game. We're going to focus more on the uh, days leading up to that day, as well as the day itself, and some of the bizarre uh, events that transpired throughout the game that make this perhaps the most talked about game in NFL history. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll start here with before the game. So long story short, nobody expected it to be as cold as it was. It yeah. was not, it, it was supposed to be uh, the day after that it was supposed to be brutally cold um, nobody expected it to to come in the morning of. So, well, on the day before, right? They were practicing in great temperatures. It was like a nice, yeah, it was like 20, day 20, 25 degrees. I use air quotations. You know, it's still yeah. cold, but you know, in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Perfect at that time of yeah. year, that's that's football weather. That's oh, yeah. that's that cold. That, I mean, that's that brisk air. That's a that's a good day. And so everybody everybody was expecting that. And so George Andre and Bob Lilly were roommates. They were roommates at the Holiday Inn. You know, they, started, they stayed only at the finest five-star hotels. Bob Lilly, of course, of the Dallas Cowboys, as well as George Andre, of course, the roommates. But George Andre was from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and he was used to the cold weather. But the, uh, the morning of the game, he turns to Bob Lilly. He says, I'm worried. Not a lot of, not a lot of our players are going to be used to this cold weather. And to illustrate how cold it was, he pours some water on the window, and before the water can drip all the way to the bottom of the window, it turns to ice. Frigid cold. At this point, they don't know what the actual temperature is. I don't, I don't believe. I think they just knew that it, it, it felt way too cold. So there were, there were other players who woke up, and you know the, the first thing that they heard in the morning on their alarm clock was negative 20 degrees was the temperature. And, and that's, that's definitely what you want to hear when you're playing a game that morning. Yeah, first thing you're like, oh, ne- negative? That, that, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want to go spend you know, four hours of my life hanging out. And that, that's awesome. <laughs> Let's go do that, guys, today. And it's even better when you have a coach like, you know, if you're the Packers, if you have a, po- a coach like Lombardi who doesn't want you to wear gloves because it's a sissy thing to do. Yeah, you got to man up. Yeah, you know, man you can't up. Show, you can't show the other team a weakness. So, um, you know, you're not you, – that, that, that's just – that whole concept is mind, mind-boggling at this point because now everybody's suited up in all sorts of gear and, you know, you, you, players can't get enough of it. And it's just such a different mentality um, that these players had and the coaches had, you know, back in the day um, compared to where it is now. But 
another thing that was crazy about this whole this whole deal was uh, Vince Lombardi and how proud he was. So going going into the game, there were concerns even before they knew that it was in the negatives that the field wasn't going to be warm enough. They they were concerned that ice was going to accumulate on it. So pre in the previous off season, Lombardi had installed this eighty thousand uh, dollar like coil system underneath of the sod to heat up the field. So he was actually the night before the game boasting to some of the uh, members of the other team, um, like the head coaches and stuff, about this awesome you know, setup that he has at the field and that it, the conditions are going to be amazing and just boasting and bragging about it. And come to find out, it, 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 it ended up being the, the reason that the game became so historic. Is because the heated field didn't work? Yeah, so to, you know, and he was proud about this. I well, mean, he yeah, was, he was boasting before the, before the day, like you said, and, you know, $80,000 is over half a million dollars in today's money, so it's not like it was chump change that he had spent on this field. He would definitely be proud of it, and just for it not to work is hilarious. And because of that, you know, they were basically playing hockey out there. They might as well have skates on. Yeah, so, so what ended up happening is they put a tarp over the field the night before, and the, the whole point of the tarp was to keep any sort of, like, snow or anything from accumulating on it, um, mm-hmm. ice from forming, and it ended up being the worst thing ever because it kept all of the moisture kind of like a greenhouse almost underneath of the tarp. So all of the moisture rose up to the surface because it was hot. And then it basically just was stayed, you know, contained within this little, you know, greenhouse effect. And then when they removed the tarp from the field the morning of the game, um, you could within minutes just see the field becoming frozen because all the condensation didn't have time to evaporate. It just stayed on the field. So, you know, literally it was like an ice rink out there. Yeah, and it makes you question if they should have even played played a game in these type of conditions, but the NFL doesn't like to cancel games. And, you know, they have they had the freezer bowl in the 80s, which was negative 9 degrees on the field and negative 59 wind chill. It, it, they don't report it as the same type of ice rink as this, but it, it would take, you know, an act of God quite literally to cancel an NFL game, and this kind of proves that. Yeah, I mean, pretty much lightning is the only thing that's going to keep – Keep the NFL yeah. from playing a game. Yeah, and they'd probably still send them out there to play if it wasn't uh, maybe for fan safety. Oh, yeah. They, the, the second I mean, that quotes, that... fan safety. <laughs> right. Well, the second that, you know, if there's like a 15-minute time limit or a half-hour time limit, the, the second that it gets to that time to make it an acceptable time to get back on the, uh, on the field, they're sending them out there. Yeah, and so Green Bay versus Dallas, you would think that most Green Bay players would be very accustomed to this, but... As I was reading, Green Bay actually had a lot of Texans on their team, which is kind of funny. They had six or seven Texans on there, and some of them were key players. They had uh, Donnie Anderson was their running back. He was from Texas Tech. They had uh, Forrest Gregg, who was an offensive right tackle from SMU. Leroy Caffey from Texas A&M. But anyways, these guys were just as affected by the cold as the Dallas Cowboys and many of these players, inclu- including uh, Willie Townsend, was that his name? Let's see. I got it right here. He was a Mississippi native. Uh, yeah, Willie Towns. He was a Dallas Cowboys defensive end. 
He was reportedly never the same after this game, his wife said in an interview afterwards. She said that he came home from the ice bowl and his hands were still frozen. And then the skin began to peel off his hands, Tommy. And she said that his hands hurt him the rest of his life. I mean, I wonder why. I don't, I don't doubt it. Off of him from, like, I don't care who you are. Negative 20 degrees is not something that most people are generally going to be used to. You know, we live in Colorado. You know, when it gets down to like 20 degrees, you know, that's, that's probably like the, the most comfortable that I'll ever be, you know, when it's cold out. Anything below that and it starts to get bone chilling, 40 degrees below that, you know, that, that's absolutely ridiculous. Then you have the wind chill incorporated with it where it feels like it's, you know, damn near negative 60. Yeah, no, no. Humans aren't supposed to be in that condition. Yeah, Stop. I mean the northern mis- <laughs> northern Midwest up there with the Great Lakes, it gets it gets frigid cold. The the crazy thing about this though is this was one of the coldest days recorded in Green Bay's history. Oh, really? Yeah. So this was not a. I mean, it got cold there, obviously, and you know, in the twenties and the teens, and probably single digits, and you know, maybe lower. You know, negative three, four, five probably isn't anything that scary. But this was one of the coldest days in the history that had ever been recorded at Green Bay. Well, you know, that probably explains why some of Lombardi's players, uh, African-American players, I should note, and that's important for this story, uh, they went against his glove rule, Tommy. They, uh, they asked the trainer, <laughs> they asked the trainer to find them some brown gloves to wear that they wouldn't be noticeable or easily noticeable to, to Lombardi, and they, they wore uh, brown gloves out there. The white guys were probably like, what the, what the hell, man? I know. We were watching clips of uh, you know the game. Don Meredith, the Cowboys quarterback, he's not even wearing gloves. Like, how are you throwing a football? Yeah, how are you? I mean, well, Bart Starr ended up having uh, frostbite on the tip of his fingers at the end of the game because he wasn't using gloves either. And that's just that's crazy. And they're not. And obviously, the clips you're not watching them 100 percent of the time. But I, I'm sorry, but I would have my hands buried in my pants well, if, if I was it's in. Why do you say that? <laughs> cold. Because Bob Hayes, one of the Cowboys receiver, he was running routes with his hands tucked in his pants. Yeah, and the defense knew whenever yeah. he was going to catch the ball because he would take his hands out of his pants. And so they were able to shut him down as a result of that. It was a dead giveaway and a strategic thing that not a lot of people know about. So um, that's <laughs> when the elements are cold, don't show your hands. Any, any young players out there in any sport, right? Well, we're about halfway through. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break, come back, and we're really just going to hit you with uh, some of the most interesting and bizarre facts about this game that are kind of unbelievable. So that and more when we come back. Welcome to the break, everybody. Come near, come far, come from everywhere. And come wherever you are. Yes. <laughs> I'm Don, joined by Tom. And uh, real quick, we're just going to make this a real quick break so we can get back to the show. We are going to make our expert picks for this weekend. So we're just going to go in order of the games and how they are going to be played this weekend. Colts at Chiefs. Who you got, Tommy? Colts. Colts, huh? Well, give me Showtime, Mahomes, and the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. Saturday night, the 
greatness of the Dallas Cowboys take on the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be an awesome feel and look to it. The Rams have already announced they are wearing the blue and gold uniforms. Who you got? Oh, they're going to be looking good in that blue and gold on that victory. Yeah, it's not happening. Cowboys going to come out victorious. The defense is going to stand up strong, hold the Rams to under 20 points. You heard it here first. Uh, we're going to go to Sunday, Sunday morning, morning game. We got the Chargers going to Foxborough. Who you got, Tom? Chargers. Yeah, give me the Chargers, too. I got Chargers em. going back east again two weeks in a row to shock the world. River Rivers is going to do it, man. He, I'm a believer as well. Final game of the weekend, Eagles and Saints. Who are you taking, sir? Now, I'm rooting for the Eagles on this one. I'm a, I'm a big Nick Foles fan. Like like the dude. Love, love the underdog story. However, I can't go against my pick. Saints all the way, baby. Whew. Yeah, I'm taking the Saints, too. I really want to take the Eagles. You know, this Nick Foles magic just seems to keep happening. I really wanted to pick them, but I'm taking the Saints, too. I, I love the Nick Foles magic. It, it just It's a story, and it'll be looked back upon, you know, 20, 50 years down the road. And That's why they call him BDN, dude. So. <laughs> yep, BDN. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us for the break. And uh, we love you all, Tahoe's Nation. Bye. And welcome back from the break. On the second half of the show, we're going to just continue to dive into some more interesting facts in regards to the Ice Bowl. Yes, yes. And if we didn't say earlier, we are brought to you in affiliation with BellyUpSports.com. Go check them out. Uh, yeah, go check out their clothing, too. I just got just got my brother that uh, Baker Mayfield shirt on there with him flying the Cleveland flag. So. Yeah, your brother's going to love that. Yeah, I already gave it to him. He was super stoked about it. So, Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a pretty slick-looking T-shirt. Check him out. All right, so we should probably go back to perhaps before the game, some crazy things that happened before the game. So you had uh, some of the players' cars wouldn't start, right? In particular, Packers linebacker Dave Robinson. He had his neighbor take him to the game because his car would not start. When he woke up, his wife told him it was negative 20 degrees, and he was like, no, honey, like it's 20 degrees. And she's like, no, it's negative 20 degrees. And he's like, no, you're, you're wrong. And goes to start the car, and it won't start. So he's sitting there, obviously in a panic, kind of frantically trying to figure out how he's going to make it to the game. So he just kind of like goes up and down the street and finds a car that's running and goes and talks to the, his neighbors and says, hey, I need a ride to the game. I'm kind of in a pickle. And they weren't going to give him a ride. So he actually ended up offering them tickets. And they you know, said, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll go to the game. The girlfriend came along. So uh, that's how Dave Robinson <laughs> made it to the game um, that day because it was so cold and his car wouldn't start. I'm surprised they didn't tell him to go screw himself after <laughs> offering tickets. Like, we don't want to go sit in that. <laughs> right? That's what I was thinking, but maybe, I don't know. It's, 
I don't know. Maybe they, they weren't it's thinking NFL anything of it because all that they had done was just walked outside real quick and turned the car on, and maybe they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. I, not something I would want to sign up for, but... Yeah, they didn't know they were getting into what NFL films would call a chilling championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the corniest name ever. Yeah, right? So, yeah, the Ice Bowl, nobody really knows who came up with the term, but it's much better than a chilling championship's or the Ice Box Bowl, as the Dallas Morning News would call oh, it. Oh, the, the Ice day. Box Bowl. That's legendary right there. All I think about when I hear Ice Box is the girl character from Little Giants. You ever oh, seen well, that movie? Yeah, I've seen it. But all I think about when I hear Ice Box is that song. Got the Ice Box where my heart used to be. <laughs> That is not at all the first thing that comes to my mind. We're obviously on completely different wavelengths. I can see the music video. He's driving like a really cold car. It's an SUV. Windows are fogging up because he's, you know, talking. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, our minds sweet, are two different places with Icebox. Yeah, sweet. You're thinking a, a, a 90s kids movie about football. I was thinking football. about football. Yeah, of course. And then I was thinking about, a you know, an early aughts R&B video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> the game was also so cold, Tommy, that when the ref went to go blow his opening whistle, he froze to his lips. Yeah. Much like the Dumb and Dumber scene, except this time it ripped off his uh, skin right away and so cold that it, it, his, his lips didn't even bleed. Yeah, or, just, and they did, however, it froze right, right away, right? Yeah, just froze immediately. And a similar thing happened to the Wisconsin State University lacrosse marching band. Um, lacrosse marching band? It was the University of Wisconsin State La- University lacrosse. Yeah, that's the, that's the name of the school. Yeah, yeah, lacrosse. <laughs> and they were supposed to perform at halftime. However, same, same situation, lips got frozen, Nine members or 11 members or they're the number we're not 100% clear on, but, you know, a few members in the band ended up going to the hospital for hypothermia just because of practicing out in the cold prior to the game. And uh, before they left the field, most of the windpipe instruments had frozen completely. So there was no chance and they ended up canceling the halftime report as a result of it as well. Well, and some of the brass uh, tips on the instruments were freezing to the to the lips of the uh, musicians. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> if anybody's ever seen a Christmas story, it, oh, right? <laughs> that, is, that is true. Don't try it. I've done it. It's stupid. And if you're not convinced enough of, uh, yet of how cold it was, Alicia Landry, the wife of Tom Landry, Cowboys coach, her eyelids froze shut, Tommy, so she wasn't able to watch most of the game. Yeah, she couldn't even see it because of <laughs> because of freezing game. I can't even imagine like what that would feel like. She, I've never had my eye my eyelashes frozen together, so I have no idea, but I can only imagine how frustrating that I'd be like panicked almost. She got like frozen pink eye during the game. <laughs> <laughs> eyelids just frozen frozen shut. Well, the, How well, does that even happen, dude? I mean, she obviously didn't miss much because the Packers ended up winning. And no, it was actually Bird Box, dude. She oh, didn't wanna, yeah. She froze her eyelids shut because yeah, that's <laughs> that's a smart that's a smart thing to do. Yeah, use the use the cold as the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only survivor in Green Bay. Yeah, <laughs> and the frigid cold just. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you got uh, all the Packers players with uh, frostbite on their hands because 
Lombardi wouldn't let him use gloves. Except, except for the black guys, right? Because yeah. they got to use brown yeah, gloves. They got, they got gloves. So, yeah, Bart, Bart Starr had it on his fingertips. You know, uh, your, your star, your star quarterback. Let's just, let's just put him out there in the worst conditions ever. And, you know, we'll just jeopardize, jeopardize his fingers for the rest of his life. No big deal. You know, and a little unrelated, I got to think that uh, it was similar. I was looking at pictures of the Freezer Bowl since that was in the 80s. There's was a lot more pictures of it. And the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback has his hands basically mummy wrapped shut. So I have no idea how he was able to throw a football. Or, although they, they were probably much more manly back in the 60s because you see Don Meredith and Bart Starr throwing the football and risking frostbite to do that. Well, and you see probably when you're watching the uh, old school edit of it, you see at least 10 or 15 players with short sleeves on. Yeah. And every time they touch the ground, they all like wilter within themselves. <laughs> like it's so cold because they don't want to be on it. And what's also interesting when you, when you watch the edit is that the stands look full the whole time. People did not look like they were leaving. And perhaps, you know, there's power in a crowd and warmth in a crowd. So you're like, if I'm leaving, I'm leaving with everybody. I'm not leaving this crowd. Yeah, probably a lot of people had alcohol blankets. It was funny, when you're watching the NFL films, uh, you know, recap of it, it, there are a lot of people just drinking flasks and bottles. Wouldn't, wouldn't you be? I mean, yeah, of course. It's just I'm just saying how they yeah. get it in the stadium. You know what I mean? You're just walking at that at that time. It, they didn't care. Bring BYOB, you know. So, but the the beer they actually had to end up serving it. I found this really crazy. They actually ended up serving it in the bathroom because that was like the warmest place where it wouldn't just freeze the lines. Well, and I don't get that. Did you have to drink it in the bathroom? Because isn't it going to instantly freeze when you go out into the frigid negative? you know, 2013, whatever it was at the time when you were out there, it's going to freeze right away because you had the, you had the story of the commentators in the booth, their coffee turned to slush right away, basically. Yeah, no, they turned to, it turned to ice. One of the, one of the commentators said that he was going to eat his coffee on air. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm going to take a bite of my coffee real quick. (laughs) Oh, good thing you drank it. It did its job. Yeah. I mean, just, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, I played in a few cold games you know, where it's been snowing and the conditions sucked, but... No one can imagine this, dude. No, that's awful. That's just... Unimaginable. I mean, a fan died of hypothermia. A fan died at an NFL game. Because of cold weather. Yeah. Now, give it, he was was an old guy, so... You know, he had it coming, but it wasn't just a normal, you know, it was, you know, (laughs) he had it coming. It's a, yeah, you threw, you threw me off with that one. (laughs) Reports where he he was wearing a tank top. So he was trying to really show it was his last stand, you know? Yeah. He said, if Bart doesn't get the, the last drive in for a touchdown, then I'm not putting, I'm not putting my clothes on until he does. And, you know, he died before. Uh, That was his problem. You never bet on the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't betting on the Cowboys, Tommy. <laughs> so you bet on the Cowboys this weekend against the Rams because they're going to beat them, all right? You know, shut down that de- shut down that explosive offense. You you really, really, really wish, but it's not going to happen. We'll see. I can't wait. I can't wait to text you. Oh, yeah, I bet. And just rub it in. You're going to get pictures all game as that score just keeps ticking up, 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 up. Yep. Well, some other notes about the game. There were 14 Hall of Famers, Tommy. Eight from the Packers, four from the Cowboys, and like I think we've mentioned, both coaches were Hall of Famers and 
perhaps two of the most notable coaches in all of the NFL. One so notable, he had the trophy named after him, mainly because he died, but, oh, whoops. Oops. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, this game is considered one of the most historic, memorable games in the history of the NFL. And the thing that I find you know, most interesting about this game is that it wasn't even the championship game for that season. It was actually uh, Packers had one more game to play against the Oakland Raiders afterwards for the Super Bowl championship, but not you, you don't hear about that game as much in the history. And Lombardi actually ended up, you know, at the, at the end of it all, once the Ice Bowl was over with, the end of the season, he ended up finally getting his three championships, which is what he set out for. That was his biggest goal. That was what the Packers were riding on the entire season was this whole three championship deal. And so to, to persevere through the, through the Ice Bowl, win the Super Bowl, it really, you know, it, it, it shows how, how much they had to endure in order to get the three-peat, which has never been repeated since then. So pretty remarkable, you know, what this game stood for, what, uh, what it led. But nobody, nobody talks about that. They just talk about, you know, one of his last games being the Ice Bowl and, you know, how cold it was, which is, is mind-blowing. <laughs> it's because the NFC is superior, Tommy. Soon you will learn that. Little Broncos can't. <laughs> oh, my God. The Little Broncos, you know, don't even get me started uh, on the backs. We're right behind you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a good way to wrap up the Ice Bowl. The coldest game in NFL history. No game prior nor since has ever been played at a colder temperature. The Freezer Bowl, like we said, was played at a colder wind chill. But, you know. Cold temperature is what matters. Yeah, if you're not first, you're last. Nobody knows about the, the freezer bowl. And that's why we didn't talk about it today. Yeah, exactly. This is about the ice bowl. And, uh, yeah, you got anything else to add, Tommy? No, you know, just uh, it's we're, we're getting close to the end of football season. So it's a very sad time. I, it's, I, it, it, was set, it was set in last night. You know, it's always when there's no more, you know, Monday night. And it's just it just gets down to Saturday and Sunday. And the, the number of days that you can watch football has just dwindled down to to nothing now. I'm so used to having it on like every night but one in my house. Yeah. And I am one to advocate for. Sunday, Monday playoff games, all right? I hate the Saturday games, man. As somebody who has to work Saturdays, it's terrible. But Get a yeah. new job, Donnie. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, follow us on Twitter at Tahoe's Podcast, T-A-H-O-S Podcast, and uh, go check out bellyupsports.com. Me and Tommy are going to be having some articles coming out pretty soon. And other than that, that's pretty much all we got for this week. Thanks for listening and appreciate the support as always. Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed. Love you. We're out. Thanks for listening. 